Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. I am so glad that you're here with me for another episode of Homecoming. And today we are talking about Express Yourself express yourself. And that is one of the requests I received uh, from one of our co-journers to the email address homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. And we also received vows for today and permission to share them. For those who did not start at the beginning in our second episode, the homework assignment was to write vows to ourselves, our promises, our commitments, our intentions, for this homecoming journey and for our lives. And so today we have vows from Sarah and thank you so much, Sarah, for permission to share. And uh, Sarah has beautiful vows. I'm going to be reading an excerpt um, of her vows on today. Sarah, I've neglected to write this for so long because I wasn't sure if you would believe me or if I would mean any of it. I want to start this letter by apologizing to you. I want to apologize because as much as I want to blame others, I am aware that out of all the people I've ever hurt, I've hurt you the most. I am the one who has been most abusive to you. I want you to know that I choose you today and every day, forever. I promise I will not allow these people to continue to harm you and treat you like less than what you are. I promise I will remind you of your worth each and every single day. I promise to love you, even on days on which you do not feel deserving of love. I want you to know that you are worthy of defending. You are worthy of a healthy and healing love. I promise to be the person who gives that love, compassion, understanding, and respect to you that you deserve, because I no longer want you to spread yourself thin for people who do not want to offer that to you. I promise to nourish your body and soul. I promise to protect you. I promise to no longer consciously sabotage your growth in order to make others who benefit from you not having any boundaries comfortable. I promise to ground you, bring you back to yourself, and show you back to the path you are on in life, even when you stray from it or forget it. I promise to love you unconditionally, even when you make a mistake. I promise to hold you accountable for acknowledging any mistakes you make, all while continuously not bullying you for the mistake or punishing you more than once for that mistake. I don't want to be a bully to you or be an enemy to you any longer. I want to be your friend and your greatest love. I promise to remind you that I love you, yes, even after you make mistakes. I want you to know that you are my number one priority 
because if I do not care of you first in all forms, I could not properly take care of the other people in my life that I love. I want you to know that you are a blessing to have in my heart. And then she responded to herself, Dear Sarah, thank you for writing this. I want you to know that I forgive you for the person you once were. And I look forward to getting to know this new version of you and learning to love them too. May the love you have for me continue to be greater than that you may have for any lover. All right. Thank you so much, Sarah. These are absolutely beautiful. And parts of the letter are in Spanish, so I did not uh, share all of the, the components, but it is absolutely beautiful and powerful. And I appreciate you taking the time before you write it so that you could have clarity and write it from a place of groundedness and write it from a place of honesty. And so thank you so much for sharing that to us. And you're also uh, the first one of our contributors that actually gave yourself a response. And I think that's wonderful when we talk about self-forgiveness to say, uh, please forgive me. And then to really make that additional step of saying, I forgive myself, I release myself. And then what you said of, I look forward to getting to know this new version of myself. Ah, it is so, so beautiful. And so thank you for writing from the heart, Sarah. And I know that all of our co-journers are really internalizing uh, those words and even the component about not bullying ourselves. And that connects to today's theme, which is really about uh, shattering the silence and shattering the shame. And so one of you wrote to me about uh, the difficulty and challenges that are involved uh, in expressing herself and literally feeling like something is blocking her. So that being uh, those internal barriers. So not just uh, we've talked some about outside forces that can silence us, uh, but then there is a way where we have internalized those messages, which means I have come to believe those messages and that keeps me silent and uh, censored and it causes us to live a uh, fractured existence. And so to get to this place of homecoming, one of the indicators for me that I am home is when I am not censoring myself, I am expressing myself, I am speaking truth, I am living from that place of truth, I am honoring my boundaries in terms of doing the things that bring me joy and uh, without apology or excuse or even explanation that we have that capacity and that sacred right to define ourselves and to cultivate a life that is fulfilling. And so on today, as we hold on to those words from Sarah, we want to think about for ourselves, what areas of my life continue to be silenced? 
on what topics do I continue to hold back? In my self-expression, what parts of me are muted? Am I living out of the fullness of my authenticity or are there ways that I am still being an imitation of this idea I have in my mind based on a bunch of shoulds. I should do this. Women should act like this. Men should act like this. Black people need to like this. What, what are the messages that in some ways have kept me boxed in and disconnected from myself? And am I ready to live out loud? that there is a part of us that is longing for freedom. There is a part of us, a seed, that is looking for the moment, for the season, where we can truly be free to express all of the nuances and complications and layers of who we are, that many of us cultivate the layers that other people appreciate, that other people applaud. And then there are other aspects of ourselves, of our mindset, of our joys, even of our sorrows that we keep out of view. Not only do we hide them from other people, but many of us also hide them from ourselves. I'm a spoken word artist, and I remember there had been a couple years where I was so busy with family life and with psychology, and I had neglected my art. And one day someone sent me uh, a link, a YouTube link, and it was a spoken word performance and slam poetry, and I used to compete um, in slam poetry. And as I sat there in my home watching these artists who were so very much alive, I had to acknowledge I miss me, right? That there is an aspect of me that when I am not operating out of my creative voice, that is in fact silence. And so I had to go back for her, who is me. <laughs> I had to uh, unleash and unfold and rewater those areas of my life that had become uh, dried out, that had been neglected. And so there are likely some aspects of yourself that have become unexpressed. And some of those can be in your creativity. For some of us, it can be aspects of our spirituality where there was a time where you would really soak in and be nourished in your prayers or meditation, that perhaps there was a time where you prioritized that aspect of your life and then have entered into a season and sometimes it can sneak up on you that it's gradual and you don't even realize, I have been neglecting feeding my spirit. I have been neglecting operating out of that soul place. And so what are the areas of your life that have been unexpre unexpressed? I even want to say as it relates to our sexuality, uh, that there 
are those of us who are indeed affectionate people, but because of the circumstances you have been in, the relationships you have been in, the messages you have received, that you may have cut that part of yourself off. You may have disconnected and now you have bought into the script or the lie that you are not a loving person and have been living from that place. So what, what are the parts of you that have not been expressed fully lately? What are the parts of you that have been silenced? Let me also say as it relates to our political or social voices as well, that uh, sometimes we find ourselves in environments that uh, speak a lot of bias, that speak a lot of hatred, uh, that speak uh, a lot of uh, rejection. And we have sat there in those spaces, silenced, and perhaps not feeling safe enough to voice what our uh, actual views are, not feeling comfortable speaking up for what is right or what is just, or sometimes being stunned and not having the words. And so I would even offer to you, there may be a dormant sleeping activist, advocate, voice in the wilderness that has been tucked away in you. And so in order to come home to myself, I need to acknowledge the fact that I have not been a full manifestation. I have not been the full expression of who I am in the earth realm. That there are parts of me that I have played small, that I have diluted in order to be comfortable, to make others comfortable at the cost of my own comfort, uh, in order to be acceptable or validated in some spaces, even in terms of our hair and our clothing, that what is the uniform that I have tucked myself into and what would it look like for me to start showing up as myself? Where are the spaces where I can show up as myself? What are the relationships in which I can be free to be all that I am, including my scars, including my mistakes, including my lack of knowledge or understanding? Where are the places where I can be honest about the things that I do not know? That I can be honest about the ways in which I have been overwhelmed or terrified, or even the ways that I have operated outside of the vision I would like to have for myself. Are there any places where I can speak truth first to myself and then to others? And how freeing and liberating it is to come outside of the script that has been handed to me because the reality is the people who handed me the script did not live this life 
And so it is not theirs to dictate. And so often we have spoken words that don't fit in our mouths, that don't reflect our heart or our truth. We have engaged in behaviors that do not honor the truth about our worth and our value. We have stayed in circumstances, on jobs, in communities, in settings that required our voice and our fire. And so like Sarah did, we apologize to ourselves for the ways in which we have lost sight of who we are, the ways in which we have been expressing some distorted version of who we are. But on this journey home, we really come at this place to say, I want to be free, to be all that I am. I want to really operate in a liberated mindset where I do not subscribe to these limiting views about myself, where I begin to challenge these automatic thoughts and behaviors that actually dishonor me. And as we get to that place of recognizing the ways we have not fully expressed ourselves, we also acknowledge what it has cost us. And living some other person's life is very costly. It is expensive. It has cost us time. It has cost us truth. It has cost us safety. It has cost us joy. And so as Fannie Lou Hamer said, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I want to come home to me. And to come home to me is to express the fullness of who I am, the truth and the authentic nature of who I am. And in that expression, it may also come with some losses because if you have surrounded yourself with places that require the script and the mask, when we begin to express ourselves some people will not like the new you. And I think that's important for me to share, to be honest with ourselves. Because sometimes we say homecoming, everything will be wonderful and great and I'll be empowered and everyone will celebrate that I have come home to myself. Well, that would be beautiful, uh, but that is not reality. That as we come home to ourselves, as we begin to express ourselves, that sometimes our circle will need to change. Some of our relationships will need to shift. When I have been perpetually silent and I begin to speak what I feel and what I think, we will discover that some people and places we are no longer aligned with. And so to express yourself is not without cost but the reward is you get you, <laughs> you get yourself back. And what a place of not only freedom, but integrity, integrity when all of the different aspects of me get to line up 
and show up. And so are we uh, willing to pay the cost of self-expression? Here's the beautiful thing I want you to know, that while some circumstances will no longer fit you, that you will be in a better position to draw, to connect with, to seek out, uh, to align with those spaces, those positions, those opportunities, those people that actually reflect the fullness of who you are. And so as I make a commitment to express myself, it is not from a naive place. It means that as I express myself, some things in my life are going to shift, S-H-I-F-T, and some things in my life are going to change. And how dramatic the change is depends on how false the self is I have been representing. For some of us, it may be not so dramatic changes. You just make a commitment to now in my circle of friends, if I think something different than the group, I'm just going to say what I think. And I may have friendships that are strong enough that that doesn't disrupt it. They're just like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know you were spiritual or I didn't know you were political or I didn't know, you know that you thought that. And you may just be able to move forward. But there are those of us where we have uh, literally been shrinking, dying, parts of us dying inside because the self we have been living as is so far from who we are. And so whether your shift is um, gradual, whether it is slight, whether it is mild or moderate, or whether it is an extreme life makeover, I want you to know that you are worth it, that living authentically is worth it. And so we begin to tell ourselves the truth and we begin to create spaces and time for the neglected parts of ourselves to be nourished. And we begin to affirm the aspects of ourselves that we have often hidden or silenced or distorted. So we bring those neglected gifts, those dormant gifts that we hold, that we possess, that we carry, we bring them to the table of our lives so that we can live with fullness. So I believe it is important to not only identify what are the parts of me that have gone unexpressed, it's important to identify what are going to be the costs of my expression and what will I gain from my expression. It will also be important to tell myself the truth about what are the different forces within me and outside of me that have kept me silenced. What are the forces? What are the traits? What are the issues? within me and around me that nudge me into the corner of silence. 
I need to know what those are so that I know how to resist them, so that I know how to counter them, so that I know how to address them. So for some of us, it is insecurity. And so we have doubted our voice and our expression, which is why we have been an imitation of others because we look at who is celebrated, who is valued, and maybe if I act like them, then people will value and celebrate me. And so what um, are the sources of the insecurity? What were the times early on perhaps when you expressed yourself more and you were rejected or ridiculed or humiliated? So who and what taught you to mute yourself? Who and what encouraged you to abandon yourself, to abandon your expression, to abandon your dreams? And so as I begin to see those outside experience, those external experiences, then I can, from a strategic place, from a direct place, begin to counter them. So if I think back and recognize, well, who told me it was unrealistic or that it was not uh, practical uh, for me to live outside of the box? And why may they have said that? And who are they and what was their intention? And while I honor their intention, is there more to the story, right? Is there more to my story? Or even if their warnings about the need for my silenced silence were in some ways necessary at that time, perhaps at that point in my life, it was not emotionally or financially uh, safe for me to express myself, does that moment then have to carry through my whole life? And what is the circumstance? What are the circumstances and the settings I am in now? And what do I want my life to look like? I am really excited about the possibility of us showing up for ourselves. I'm excited about the books that we're going to write, the songs we are going to write, the dances that we will choreograph, the businesses we will start, the love that we will be open to receiving and nurturing. I am excited about the nonprofit that you're gonna start. I am excited about the products that you are going to create. I am excited about the truth, hmm, most of all, <laughs> the truth that you are going to speak. I'm excited also about what it will mean for you to express yourself to yourself. No performance, no audience needed, but in your own living space for you to have sanctuary with you, for it to be safe enough, for you to be your full, amazing, layered, 
complicated self. I'm excited about that and I hope you are too. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. <music>